Hello and welcome to the Stay Healthy Experience. I'm Robert Ferguson, and today I will be sitting down with my co-host, Miss Barbara Chris, and we will be talking about this drug that I would like to see everybody get off of. And if you're on it, you definitely do not want to miss what we're going to talk about. It's called metformin. It's being promoted uh, to help people who are pre-diabetic, diabetics, as well as the fitness industry are starting to like pimp this out. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about a popular drink that's out there being endorsed and promoted by celebrities. Now, not all drinks are going to be healthy. And we're going to go into the pros and cons of this drink that's being promoted. So you don't want to miss that because you may be drinking this drink. We're going to talk about diabetes. And we're going to do an update with Barbara because she's got some amazing outcomes taking place with many of her clients. And then uh, we're going to talk about like how the metformin works and the pros and cons that go with that. And then we're going to have a little celebrity gossip moment. Um, I'm calling it celebrity gossip because it is a little celebrity gossip. But when you're out there in the public, you're out there in the public. And I'm going to bring up this thing with um, what her name is, Tars uh, Larsa Pippen. She was married and I think she's still married to the famous basketball player, Scottie Pippen. So we're going to talk about her life a little bit. And the way I see it. Better health does not just begin in the kitchen. It plays a big part of the people you find yourself around, as well as the people in your family. Uh, that really can set you up for success, and it can really put you in a position where you aren't successful. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the challenges going on with mental health as it pertains to kids, with the lockdowns that we're going through. It's going to be a good show. So you don't want to miss it. Stay right there, and we're going to jump right into it. All right. And of course, my co-host, Miss Barbara, a.k.a. BK. BK? Burger King. For Burger King, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, Barbara, you know, we're going to talk about quite a bit today. And our goal, as always, is to inspire people to live their healthiest life, right? Yep. Um, it's just you and I. So I apologize. We don't have any guests today. Okay. So if we're going to bore the people, then we're going to bore the people. <laughs> hey, we're not boring. No. We'll make it fun. We'll I make agree. it fun. Uh, now, we did have a guest coming in, mm -hmm. and he was going to talk about his challenges yeah. with this disease that took over his life mm -hmm. called C. diff. Yeah. And you met Tino. I did, yep. Okay, and you went and did some research on C. diff. I did, and it's, uh, it's pretty nasty. And it's something that's out there, so we're going to talk about that, yeah. too. Mm -hmm. But before we go there, let's talk about this thing called metformin. Now, you have clients mm -hmm. who are using metformin. I do. And what have you heard from them when it pertains to this drug? And, and why are your clients using metformin? The ones, the clients that I have, they're all using it for diabetes, for control of that. And some of them have been on it for a very long time. Um, in fact, and then there was another client that I had that um, she was, her, she, she had, her, had her blood checked and she was pre-diabetic, and she was giving that as a prescription, almost like as a, she didn't have to take it. It was like a kind of if you want to. And so when we met, I said, no, let's stay away from that. So I was able to catch that one, I guess, kind of early. Well, you know what's interesting uh, about metformin? Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about the pros and cons of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know if you knew it, and you heard me do it in the intro, mm -hmm. is that there's a lot of people in the fitness world, which you have a significant background, mm -hmm. um, that are prescribing or recommending their clients use it to get lean. That's crazy. I haven't heard that. Yes. it's uh, and, and it's becoming more and more popular. Wow. Uh, because of what the drug does. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So some of these people who are prescribing it mm-hmm. are not really thinking about what at least I'm thinking about or mm-hmm. what you're thinking about. And so I feel like let's just give people the real information. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So mm-hmm. I made some notes and whenever I make notes, that means that I, I'm taking it <laughs> extremely serious yes. unless it's something I talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. But metformin, um, since I've been coaching people uh, and working with people who are type 2 diabetics mm-hmm. like you, it seems like the drug of choice. Right. Um now let's let's talk about the side effects. <laughs> and before I even talk about the side effects, yeah. Anytime someone says side effects, my mind always go to a place where what do you mean side effects? Right. So it could cause this damage. That doesn't sound like a side effect. That sounds like one of the effects. Right, like it's going to happen to me or potentially can happen to me. So what do they mean? I mean, I guess when I hear side effects, I go, okay, so the intention <laughs> of the drug is to do this. And all these other things we don't want it to do, but it's probably going to do. Right. And that includes heartburn, Mm -hmm. stomach pain, nausea, vomiting, bloating, gas, Mm -hmm. diarrhea. All that fun stuff. (laughs) Constipation. (laughs) Um, And then it has weight loss in there as a Mm -hmm. side effect. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also has been linked to this thing called lactic acidosis. Okay. And lactic acidosis, in my research and understanding, is something that happens primarily because someone's consuming much more of the metformin than would be ideal for their body. Hmm. So once it's in, it can literally, the the metformin can stack and then create other problems. Um, I don't believe in all the research that I've looked at Mm -hmm. basically makes this really clear that that is a a concern to have. So yes, it's likely, but it's also likely for people as they mature in life. So Mm -hmm. as you get older in life, Mm -hmm. then Right, and they've been taking There's a it. good chance it could happen. And not just because of metformin, but because of just naturally. Right. Okay, life. gotcha. Okay, so we have the side effects. Mm-hmm. And when you hear about the side effects, would you take a drug with these types of side, side effects? Way. You know, it's actually, it's it's kind of a funny story, but my son, you know, he's 16. You know, there's always these co- commercials, uh, just different drugs. And like real quickly when they talk about this, the side effects, all of a sudden you hear the guy or the woman who's, you know, narrating the commercial, they like rattle off all these crazy side effects, side effects really fast. And you're thinking, geez, like, I don't want to take that. You know, if I don't have to, I don't want to take that. But most people, they just feel like they have they, to. They have to. Yeah. yeah. Especially, you know, when you're told by the guy that has the, or mm-hmm. the woman that has the white coat. Right. Uh, you grew up respecting physicians. I mean. And if they prescribe it, you want to live. You don't lose limbs and, and have all those negatives. Um, there is another thing that takes place with uh, metformin. This mm-hmm. is why when I was speaking to you on the phone about your father, yeah. I asked, is he currently taking metformin? And right. that's because metformin consumption is linked to a deficiency with B12. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good thing, especially if you want to have amazing memories uh, or be able to remember. Right. Uh, you want the cognitive <laughs> skills that right. come with that. Uh, it can also, a lack of B12 can also lead to neuropathy. Mm-hmm. And that's what made it click in my right. head uh, with, with your dad, dad, which I don't even know if I realized he was type two diabetic at one point. At one point, I, I might have told you. Okay, so was, but, maybe that's. Know. But dementia, memory loss, uh-huh. Alzheimer's, all of that is linked to a deficiency with B twelve. Mm-hmm. So now let's just jump right into I helping is... people understand how the drug works. Okay. Okay, but did you, did you have a question? No, I was just. I said this. I was thinking this is really good because I do. Like you said, I have clients who have been on it, you know, have questions about it when they, they kind of read certain things out there, you know, on, on the Internet about the risks of metformin. 
Um, and then I've actually had that one client, remember I came to you too, as, as far as her wanting to take it for weight loss and just thinking that it was, it was safe. Well, when you go to that doctor and the doctor says, Crazy. well, you know, you could, you know, it may help you lose a couple yeah. pounds. Well, tell me about it. Well, you know, it's so interesting because <laughs> you're rattling off the side effects. You know, even me, when I, you're rattling off everything, you hear weight loss, like it, it stands out. It's just kind of funny how we're programmed. Yes. You hear that. And to understand how it helps with weight loss, well, people will get that today. Okay. So let's just go over the three things that we know metformin does. Okay. And for the most part, even though it has all these side effects, mm -hmm. it is relatively safe. Okay. And there's a lot of doctors who swear by it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of researchers who swear by it. Mm -hmm. So there's way more pros from the professional wellness experts than there is the negatives. Yeah. But with my clients... And your clients mm -hmm. and all my experience with talking to the person who takes the drug, yep. many of them aren't happy with it. Mm -hmm. And that's because of the side effects. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing that it does is it um, stimulates hepatic glucose production. And glucose or hepatic, when we're, when we're mentioning that, where we're talking mm -hmm. about liver. Right, liver. So it basically blocks the liver from creating and secreting glucose, okay. you know, blood sugar uh, in the body. Mm -hmm. um, it purposely does that, right? So that's, the liver, that's its job, right? Mm -hmm. Is to store, take sugar in, mm -hmm. store it in the form of glycogen. And as our body needs sugar and our brain needs sugar, mm -hmm. then the liver will secrete it. Well, metformin blocks that. Blocks that. So think about that. That's crazy. Now, anytime sugar's in the blood, mm -hmm. you have the hormone insulin mm -hmm. that gets secreted that is a storage hormone, which most people think of this hormone is going to cause me to gain some body fat. Right. Well, if your liver's not submitting or, right. or secreting that, that sugar, mm -hmm. then you have less uh, use or um, leptin, I mean, not leptin, but <laughs> <laughs> insulin is not being secreted. Secreted, right. Okay, so I'm talking insulin. So in someone's mind, they would go, well, if that's not the case, then I'm less likely to gain some body fat. Right. Right. I just want to get, yeah, I don't want to get big. <laughs> so, so that's one of the things that it does. Mm -hmm. It helps your body not secrete as much sugar into the blood. Okay. And I would imagine then, cause they, there's, there's dosages, right? So, and how like my clients, they talk about having to dose up or dose down if they're, so I would imagine that based on the dose, it has more, I don't know, more extreme effect. Well, it goes into the, the next outcomes or wow. like what it does, right? Okay. So the second thing is when you take metformin, mm -hmm. it, it blocks the absorption of carbohydrates into the bloodstream. Mm, okay. So when you consume carbs, right. carbs, sugar gets into the body. Once it goes into the small intestine, ultimately it continues to travel. Right. And... In the, as it's traveling, the sugar is not able to get out of the intestines into the blood. Okay. Right? But, yeah. So, again, we're looking at carbs or sugar as the, as the problem. Exactly. And we know that sugar going into the blood, when it's at high levels, it can cause um, basically uh, your, your, your arteries to corrode. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And yep. you're type 2 diabetic. Right. Next thing you know, it's interfering with circulation. Right. And that's not a good thing. That's why you hear about people losing toes, et cetera. Right. Right? Exactly. So just imagine the sugar gets into the intestine. Mm -hmm. 
Now it's ready to go out into the world, to float into your blood. Yeah. But there's these little men there that are saying no. The metformin. The metformin. <laughs> metformin men. That's right. We are not letting you get access to our blood. Oh. So the drug does that. Okay. Which also means if the liver's not doing what it usually does as far as putting sugar into the blood, okay. which is normal and natural and great. And if when you eat carbs, it's blocking the carbs from getting into okay. the blood. Okay. What happens during that time is with carbohydrates, you also have a ton of water attached to it. Mm-hmm. Right. So when, for instance, when, and I know you all know this, this is more for you guys, but <laughs> when you consume carbs, right. Mm-hmm. And then carbs get stored, let's say in the liver as glycogen. Mm-hmm. For every gram of carbohydrate that's stored, you have about three grams of water attached to it. Right. So now you have these carbs, these carbs that are getting into the small intestine, and they take on a lot of water with them. Mm -hmm. As a result of that, diarrhea, Ah, because you have an abundance of extra water that's in an area of your body that is not normal, is not natural. Yeah. And so it creates a little bit of confusion mm-hmm. and that often results into diarrhea, sometimes cramping of the stomach. Right. All that discomfort. All the discomfort, yeah. uh, bloating, bloating, a feeling of bloating. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what the doctors will tell you is they'll say, keep taking the metformin mm. because it will pass. Your body will acclimate to that, to that. And right. you won't find yourself rushing to the restroom. And if after two, three weeks, you still are having those side effects that yeah. you don't want, then they look at an alternative to metformin. Oh, okay. Makes sense? Yeah, makes okay. sense. Okay. So we know that it uh, stops the liver right. or inhibits the liver from secreting sugar into the blood. Mm-hmm. We know that it um, can cause you to have diarrhea because it blocks the carbs that you consume from mm-hmm becoming sugar and making their way into the bloodstream. Right. And then the third thing is that it makes insulin more sensitive instead okay. of your body being resistant. resistant. So it, it basically, as, as insulin is trying to get inside of the cells, the mm-hmm. tissue, and open up so that nutrients and stuff can go inside, yeah. as you become more and more resistant as a diabetic, then... Insulin is not working as effective. Mm-hmm. So here comes the back door, you know, this thing called metformin. Right. And metformin makes it to where you're more insulin uh, sensitive than insulin resistant. Okay, got it. So it's not, it's not insulin. Right. It's, it's a, a drug that's been around for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that it's probably helped more people live mm-hmm. with diabetes than causing more people problems in dying right and we also know that most people and i'm gonna say close to 90 percent who get prescribed this drug aren't compliant they don't even take it that's true yes that is for sure and a lot of that is because they don't like how they feel when they take it exactly yep exactly in fact that was the that one of my last or one of my newer clients that was one of the things that she said she was prescribed it and tried it and that was the same client that I said that her doctor was even just kind of like, you don't really have to take it just to see if this, this helps. And it made her feel so sick that she had ended up calling the doctor back and was like, if I don't have to take this, I don't want to take this. Now, was she like legit type 2 diabetic or were they saying she's pre-diabetic? Pre-diabetic. Okay. 
Yeah. And so I basically was sharing with her, I was like, what we're doing is exactly what we need to do as far as bringing her weight down, her body fat percentage down. You know, she was already 30, we've already, we're already 30 pounds down, you know, so we're on our way. And um, I told her, yeah, let's, let's put that off. You know, don't, don't do it. If your doctor's even saying you don't have to do it, let's, let's continue with what we know will work. Nice. That you can control. Right. So, so. is that, did she do that? She, oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's, okay. she's continuing on and stopped the metformin and yeah, she was really sick. And the sad thing is she was in the process of finals as well. So, you know, trying to study and she was sick and nauseated and what, didn't know what the heck was going on. Cause she wasn't anticipating that kind of response to it, even though, like you said, it's a side effect, but it hit her hard. Wow. Yeah. So why do you think as a scientist, mm-hmm. doctors are so quick to promote this drug that has mm-hmm. these side effects and there's a whole bunch they still don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel physicians are quick to prescribe that to most people who are pre-diabetic or diabetic? My, my answer to that would be that as, a, as physicians and trying to help their patient and help, you know, help them stay healthy or get healthier, they're seeing this as a as a solution like in, in this time frame that they see their patient right in the moment mm. they're seeing this problem potential problem that their patient has right right they don't know how they're living they don't know what they do when they go home they don't know if they're for the past eight weeks they've been working with let's say a nutrition coach and trying to bring down their weight and body fat they don't know that they just see that on paper this is a problem and i also know that this is a a drug or a medication that I can give you that I know that I will feel good sending you away with that can help you potentially help you versus like saying, you know, improve your nutrition. And then they have no control over what that's being, what the, what that person's doing. So they feel like maybe they're being negligent if they do that. I actually, that was great. I 100% concur because that's what I've seen forever is that in, 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 in my conversations with physicians, yeah, they don't believe that the person that is going to mm-hmm. do it, right? So if you were my client mm-hmm. and you came in, I said, well, we just found out that you're type 2 diabetic and we're going to put you on metformin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at me and you go, no, nah, you know, I, I, I know <laughs> I'm going to like, I'm going I'm to eat different. I haven't been extra. I'm going to get back to it. Mm-hmm. And in their mind, not all physicians, but many of them mm-hmm. are sitting there going, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's take the drug. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you do great, but I don't believe you are. Yep. I, I, I see that. And I could see how, like, like I said, as a physician, they're doing their part to say, Hey, I'm going to give you a, some kind of safety measure because in my mind or in the physician's mind, they're thinking you're not going to, like you said, they're not going to, they're not not going to follow through. They'll do it for a day or two when the fear is there and it's kind of like right in their Mm -hmm. face. And then a week goes by and then they're like, ah, screw it. You know, I'll go back to what I was doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I see it on Facebook all the time. Yeah. Someone says, oh, I'm diabetic. And then they, they're eating real <laughs> clean. They're talking about all the foods they're finding and they're eating fruits yeah. and vegetables. Four months later, they're barbecuing in the backyard, <laughs> eating some uh, all the stuff that put them in a position yeah. to become pre-diabetic or diabetic. Yep. Absolutely. It's it's so sad. Um, and I know that you and I could both share a lot of stories. <laughs> but one of the things that I share with one of my clients recently uh-huh. who was recommended to me because he went in and found out his hemoglobin A1C mm. as a t- type 2 diabetic was at 11%. Holy crap. 
Wow. And the last time he had it checked, it was not there. So it had gone up in less wow. than a year. And that could be for a lot of reasons. Okay. I mean, okay. It, stress could play a role. Mm-hmm. The way you're, I mean, all those things. I mean, there's so many things that could play a role. Right. But I started talking to him. I said, hey, you know, during this whole COVID, um, we're going to talk a lot about supporting your immune system. Right. And as I was sharing that with him, he goes, yeah, because I can't, I don't want to get COVID. And then he has his mask on. And I said, did you know that 70% of your immune system is your intestinal tract, is, is your gut bacteria? Mm-hmm. Um, and if your gut bacteria is thrown off mm-hmm. and struggling, let's say you're eating a lot of foods with antibiotics in it. Let's say you're yeah. taking other medications that can create damage or disruption with your gut bacteria. Right. We don't know what metformin does to a person's gut bacteria, but I don't think it's good. Mm-hmm. Anytime you have a drug that will cause your body to do opposite of what it's designed to do. Right. There's, it's got to be causing some problems somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you, you're just fooling yourself. Right. And so as we talked about like gut bacteria and all the side effects of metformin and how he hates it, he goes, I'm, I'm with you. Let's get off of this thing. Right. So we jumped into it. And, you know, he followed the Diet Free Life program. Mm-hmm. And his first 21 days was a couple days ago. I don't know if I told you this. I don't think so. But he's down 24 pounds of fat. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he's, he's on a mission. And he went to meet with his um, endocrinologist. Uh, I had him go in because, like I said, most physicians don't believe you're going to do what you're saying you're going to do. Yeah. So we took all his initial his initial body fat percentage, his initial weight, his initial blood glucose. I had him checking his glucose every day. We kept track of all of that. Right. He went in. He showed his results at day seven. He showed his results at day 21. Wow. And his um, his doctor was like. Keep doing what you're doing. Nice. And that was it. There was nothing else. to His actions say everything. Exactly. So, and I know you could go on and on and share the same. Uh-huh. But you can get off metformin. Not long ago, a week mm-hmm. or two ago, I had a client, and it's about, about 18, eight, somewhere between 18 and 20 months. Mm-hmm. They are now off of metformin. And when I met them, they were taking metformin. And you said how long ago was that? 18 that- to 20 months. Wow. Okay. Uh, there's no signs of type two diabetes. Wow. Um, his hemoglobin A1C was 5.5 at the highest. It was a little over 9%. Mm -hmm. And now that's his lifestyle has him with no signs of type two diabetes. That's awesome. Wow. And so did he wait to get all those numbers down? Like as far as his weight and his body fat percentage before he started tapering off of metformin or how did that, how did he time that? It it was going hand in hand. Okay. Right. So the first, you know, we ended up losing almost 50 pounds. Okay. Um, became much more active than he Mm -hmm. was like everything just got better. Mm -hmm. I did not avoid carbs. Like the client I was mentioning to you before Uh had done a whole keto thing. Oh yeah. And that was just a miserable experience for him. Right. Now he's eating carbs. He's like, all happy. I'm seeing toast. I'm seeing all <laughs> the things that he didn't think he was going to be able to eat again. Um, and the word to the mother yeah. is everyone can do this. Yeah. He everyone. Must be so happy. He Very must be happy. So happy. And of course, I'm happy. Yeah. I mean, life is good. Yeah. You did a good job. Well, thank you. you and you right. did too. So <laughs> let's, we're going to keep it moving, you guys. So for those of you, who are on metformin, those of you who want to become healthier, mm-hmm. um, 
then, you know, reach out to someone like Barbara or like one of our other coaches. Reach out to our company, and we're there to, to help people. Connect them with either an online program or put them in a position where they can get some consultation from someone who mm-hmm. does believe that you can eat regular food. If you have weight to lose, you can lose the weight. Yep. Um, and you can live your healthiest and best, happiest life. Exactly. So. Amen to that. We know it's all true. Yep. Um, now, that being said, I uh-huh. did want to bring up, I Uh-oh. saw this drink. Uh-oh. I don't know if you saw the commercial, but I think I sent it to you. You sent it to me. Did you watch that? I did watch it, and that was the first time I ever saw that drink. Okay, commercial. so it's called Bolt 24. Yes. And it's a drink um, that's promoted by, what, Carl Anthony Towns. Um, he's a guy that, I think, I mean, he's an NBA star, if you didn't know who he was. Uh-uh. Um but he's the one sitting in the barbershop, oh, okay, in the barber okay. chair. Okay, gotcha. Uh, you have um, tennis pro Serena Williams. Yes. Um, she's working on her clothing line as mm-hmm. she takes a swig of Bolt 24. <laughs> and they're promoting the fact that this drink is packed with a lot of antioxidants. Okay. And, of course, anything that comes from the Gatorade company, they're always going to speak on electrolytes. Electrolytes, that's okay. And these people are extremely active. Right. Now, I'll drink an energy drink, and it's the same thing that I'll tell people, hey, don't make this a staple of your life. Don't drink it all the time. Mm-hmm. I think almost anything um, that's not over-consumed uh, doesn't mean it's going to be a bad thing. Right. But what bothered me with this drink is that it has caffeine in it. Oh, I didn't notice that. I, it didn't say anything about caffeine in the commercial. Yeah. It so- said electrolytes and... Yeah. Oh, no, it has caffeine. Okay. It has caffeine. I, and I looked it up and, uh-huh. and maybe they've taken it out. Who knows? Yeah. But if it has caffeine in it, mm-hmm. based on what I read and when I looked at the ingredients, mm. then that's it's about a cup of coffee worth. Okay. Now, I don't know if you know this, but caffeine, which I drink it every day, I have a cup or two every morning. Me too. Can create disruption with your microbiome. Oh. So it can damage create damage yeah um with your gut bacteria so once i learned that i was like no more drinking coffee in the afternoon or evening really so i don't know if you noticed but you've seen me drink coffee in the afternoon yeah i used to make coffee like all day i wouldn't drink it all Uh but i was drinking coffee all day really i was drinking in the morning i have a coffee like either right before lunch or after lunch i like my coffee and I, (laughs) i i just drink it in the morning now Wow. Yeah, it's definitely something I can improve on. That's probably one of my, I don't know, vices is I do like my coffee in the morning. I don't always have it in the afternoon, but sometimes even after dinner, I can actually drink coffee. I have no problem going to sleep. I'm good. And there, I mean, and, and there's a lot. <laughs> hey, people have heard me talk about coffee where I have shared. There's so many studies that support caffeine yeah. based coffee. Mm-hmm. The caffeine helps with performance, helps with mm-hmm. energy. There's a lot of positives, but okay. I'm bringing it up because a lot of these celebrities mm-hmm. have influence over a lot of young kids. Oh, yeah. that's So now huge. imagine, and you know, you're part Italian, so you can yeah, keep it real here. That's right. Um, is it okay for an eight-year-old to be drinking some coffee that's got <laughs> caffeine in it? Because in Italy, aren't the kids uh, drinking coffee? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so normal there. And, you know, they have their little espresso glasses and little cups. And it, it's the same thing with almost wine. Everything is so normalized there that 
if you have it or not, it's not that big of a deal. And from my experience, even with my family and being there, even if let's say a little kid had a, like a tiny sip of coffee of the espresso, it's, it's not a big deal. But I don't see any of my family members having cups and cups and cups of espresso all day long. Right. Well, the and adults. what they're drinking is way smaller than what we're drinking. Right. Right. I'm getting a 24 ounce cup of coffee at, at McDonald's. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's a little different. But and I think that's just that it's almost that all or nothing or lack of that all or nothing mentality because it's just so normal that they just kind of enjoy it when they want it. And it's not a big deal. You know, they don't have to feel like they have to overindulge because they can't ever have it or something like that. So do I, is my concern like legit? Should I be concerned with my, my kids, if they see, you know, Serena Williams or one of the Williams sisters drinking this drink that has caffeine in it. I, I think there that sometimes with those type of messaging, what it's, what's concerning is that it's coming across as a, like a health product, right? And there's really no understanding of maybe like the side effect of what's inside there, you know, inside that drink. And I don't think it, a young child or you know, even a teenager would really understand the impact of maybe some of those ingredients in those drinks. Whereas right, like coffee, just, like you know, coffee is... Well, well, coffee doesn't taste good for kids. True. At least mine. But this is like a fun, almost like punch, you know, for them. It's like, like, a, like a fun drink for them, like a health drink. I'm going to go to the gym or my post-workout drink and not realizing that they're possibly drinking multiple cups of coffee a day. They have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and for those, you know, who aren't familiar with, um, you know, microbiome, gut mm-hmm. bacteria, I mean... If it creates havoc mm-hmm. on your immune system, mm-hmm. then uh, got my attention. Yeah. So again, I wouldn't want my kids drinking that drink regularly, and it's not calorie free. Right. Uh, it does have like some some additives to it. Okay. It's not high in calories, mm-hmm. but when Serena's working out and these pro basketball players are working out, they're like working out a lot. Right. And they're adults, and so. They're going to burn it up anyway. Exactly. That's like the difference, of, like you said, a, a high, a professional athlete, endurance type athlete that's, or maybe those those extreme athletes that are, you know, doing those multi, uh, what's it called, like the Ironman type thing, where they're in need of, let's say, electrolyte replacement or, you know, replenishment, or is like the average person that's possibly working in an office or something like that, do they need that? Yeah, but think about what you experienced with your last challenge. Mm-hmm. You've heard me say many times. Mm-hmm. You could say, "Hey, we're gonna do this new challenge, <laughs> and it's gonna be so hard. You're gonna wake up, and you're gonna have to lift the weights <laughs> like this, and you're gonna be sweating it out like you know, like Beachbody when they came out with powered P90X." And right. You get a lot of people that, in my opinion, and uh-huh. this is not a judgment, but I'm gonna use the should word. They should not be following some of those routines. Mm-hmm. They are not conditioned. For that type of activity. Right. But they want to. Right. And so that's that's my whole point. <laughs> People see it and they go, well, I can do what Serena can do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> let's see how that works out for you. <laughs> okay. So we don't have Tino here. I know. But I'm curious to find out more about this thing called C. diff. Yeah. Because... So I'm going to set it up and then I want you to talk about it and okay. just kind of just share with us what you discovered as you went into it. Yes. And you've heard Tino's story, but I'm going to somewhat repeat it and we'll have him here live. Uh, he wasn't yeah. feeling well this morning. He sent me a long text. He said, mm-hmm. it's not COVID. Okay. I'm glad it's <laughs> not made COVID. That clear. So my friend Tino mm-hmm. ends up getting really sick, which I had no idea about. I think yeah. back in June or July of mm-hmm. you know 2020. Mm-hmm. And he goes in. 
uh, well, he has to go to the emergency room. And next thing you know, he's in a coma. <laughs> he's got family members calling people, ex-wives, inviting people to the hospital because it's time to say goodbye. Yeah. And he's in a coma for a while. Mm-hmm. He ended up being in the hospital for a really long period of time. He lost mm-hmm. about, I think he told me like 40 pounds. He was 40 pounds. And um, he looked horrible. <laughs> and it wasn't COVID-19. Mm-hmm. It was C. diff. And when I've been with Dr. Sabine, mm-hmm. I've heard her mention and she talks about C. diff and different things because it all ties into the, the gut. Incredible. Right? Gut bacteria again. Mm-hmm. And I hear her talking about but she talks so fast sometimes I don't really get I can't really ask a question to yeah. help her help me have clarity. Yeah. That's why I asked you, like, before we have Tina on, let's learn a little bit more about yeah. it. Get people familiar with C. diff because mm-hmm. they have no idea mm-hmm. that this even takes place. Yeah. And from what I understand, a lot of people die. Yeah, there you can. You can definitely die from it. Some, so, some of the sometimes it can be just diarrhea, you know, just kind of a mild you know, irritant like that, but you can certainly die from it for sure. Okay, so what is it, Barbara? So C. diff. So uh, talk about bringing back my microbiology days. This was great. This is why, you know, it's so interesting because as an undergrad, I took microbiology and talk about when you learn about bacteria and viruses, it really just almost makes you a germaphobe when you realize all these things that are out there. But C. diff, it stands for Clostridium difficile. So Clostridium, it's, almost, it's the same Okay, gene. well, I like C. diff best. C. diff? I, I, I won't yeah. get that one. Well, you probably heard it. Yeah. And it was interesting because I looked at the word, obviously, difficile. It looks, it's like the Latin root of difficult. And I thought, I wonder if that meant because it causes so much havoc. But really, um, when I read the history into the name, they named it that because it was, it was so hard to isolate it. Meaning, like, when you're trying to find a discrete bacteria, I guess they had a hard time calling or a... Uh, which call it when they when they want to separate it, isolate it, and identify it. Um, so they, that's what they named hmm. it. It was like back in 1935 when they first wow. isolated it, 1935, from an infant's uh, healthy infant's feces, where they were able to isolate it. But it wasn't until 1978, though, that they were a- actually able to identify that particular bacteria to this diarrhea um, uh, illness that people were acquiring typically in hospitals. So was it like, is diarrhea like one of the major symptoms? Yes, okay. one of the major symptoms. And it's actually, this, this C. diff is probably one of the leading causes of hospital-acquired diarrhea. Okay, so in people your, are picking it up while they're in the hospital. Predominantly in hospitals, long ter- uh, long-term care facilities, nursing homes. And then oftentimes even the healthcare workers can, can have, you know, have access to, or not access, but can be what they call colonized with it because you're in that environment. Hmm. So is it like airborne or like what, what is it exactly? So it's a bacteria. So what's really, in, what's interesting about it is that um, I was reading a study and they said that the average healthy adult, that when they say colonized, meaning they have it in like their colon, it's pretty low. Most people don't have it. But people who are in those types of you know facilities like hospitals, people who are living in nursing homes, the percentage is quite higher, like 20% of those individuals have it. The problem with it ties back to whole, all this gut bacteria is that, so it's, it's in your gut, it's a bacteria. What makes it so, I guess, resistant to you know being disinfected is it can actually create a spore. So it can create this... Um, like it's like a protein coat around it, which protects it. 
And so it's it's dormant at that stage, but it can withstand heat and cleaning and all kinds of things. So it just can it can linger, which is why mm. a lot of times in hospitals and places where people are sick and um, constantly getting exposed to different types of antimicrobial therapy like antibiotics, they become resistant there, right? And so they're just sort of living there. Um, and the what happens then is, let's say you 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 have you come into contact with it, you unknowingly maybe touch someone who's who's had it. It's usually with contamination with like feces contamination or you know things like that. You get it and you ingest it. Um, what they find? What do you mean you ingest it? Well, <laughs> okay, <laughs> because because my mind went right to yeah. When I was talking to uh, Tino, I said, "So Tino, <laughs> h- how do you think you attracted it?" He said he went to this gathering at a bar, uh-huh. and he was shaking hands with a whole bunch of people. Mm. And he said that he believes mm. that he picked it up that way. And I said, well, how did you pick it up that way? He says, well, someone went to the restroom, and they basically didn't wipe their ass as well <laughs> as they should have. Right. And they probably didn't wash their hands. Oh. And I shook their hand, and, got and it. it was, a, it was in, a, in a shape, I guess it was a, a spore. I, right. That, yeah. It's a yeah, likely a spore. Okay. So it's, atta- it's attached to him, and he just could have sat there and rubbed and his eye. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. Or or could he give it to himself by wiping his own butt? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, yeah. So okay. So let me back up here. So typically, and, and they do have. There's typical um, like age. They say that are more predominantly um, that have it Older like sixty five plus. But they are finding, I read a study, they are finding that um, that's changing. There is some increase in just, you know, communicable uh, spreading, like from like kind of like what happened to him. Most of the time they see it, it's from like hospital stays and things like that. The interesting thing is that let's say, let's say you are, um, but it ties a lot with being treated with antibiotics. So the, the issue here is that typically they start, they start to see this C. diff infection when people are on some kind of um, antibiotic treatment, um, not necessarily for that, but for let's say something else, but that antibiotic creates this disruption in your microbiome. So not only is it getting rid of the bad bacteria that it's, that that mm-hmm. medication you're taking is supposed to kill, it's also killing a lot of the good bacteria that's in there. So if, if you are, let's say, a you have a colony of let's see even the spores of C. diff in you that can just be the right situation for those those spores to then grow and multiply and then basically infect you because you can actually have the spores and not be infected with Mm. it so that a lot of times so that just so how do people spread it is it through touch it's well it can be in yeah if you let's say your feces because it's in your colon right and so what happened to tino it's very likely if if the person who was there maybe was a carrier of which isn't it's not very common i one of the studies i read it's not common to spread it like that it's more so like in the hospital settings and things but it can happen and it's happening saying it's happening more and more there's they're seeing an increase in those types of um uh incidences but basically if you're that's why even just with the common cold and all these other germs that we don't want to spread hand washing good hygienic practices all that stuff is important and so it could have been that maybe someone was in there or or had been there and left a spore which means that they didn't wash their hands after using the restroom maybe touched handles or whatever which happens in the hospital too it can at least and then you touch it and you don't wash your hands and then you have dinner and 
you know, wipe your mouth and you unknowingly ingest it. So we're so the days of handshaking are over. I know no more. Just I like mean, this. What up? <laughs> even when even when Tino came in and he's not someone who's concerned or Yeah. Like with mass, he came in, it was like fist bump. Boom. Yep. It's um and it, the, the scary thing is that, um, you know, I've read that they're looking into, you know, uh, there, there's been much research into a vaccine for it. Because right now they actually treat C. diff with the antibiotic. That's one of the treatments. And so they realize it's like, it, you know, it, it doesn't make It's like I, I took some antibiotics. I already am killing my healthy bacteria. Mm-hmm. Now I get something that called C. diff that could kill me and you give me more antibiotics to kill off more of my healthy bacteria but there's also they're looking into was it the fecal transplant type therapy Mm -hmm. and vaccine therapy and you know um i was also reading though that the most for the most part healthy adults you know we have um uh uh, the immunoglobulin a and i think it's g that will fight off the toxins of this bacteria and that's why you know a lot of us can be what they call like a you can be colonized with it. you can have it and you're not infected you know right. you don't you don't get you don't get impacted by it. your your immune system is doing its job it's keeping it at bay it's when we disrupt it all and we happen to have let's say we have exposure to it then it's like the perfect storm you know if we have a disrupted microbiome we get exposed to it and then you know we're screwed but let me tell you if people don't want to improve mm-hmm. their gut bacteria as mm-hmm. we talk about it Mm-hmm. If they're not interested in that, they're not interested in health. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that have no idea. It's kind of like I've taught uh, before. When my kids want regular pork bacon, mm-hmm. when I get it, it's mm-hmm. uncured. Mm-hmm. And it also is free of antibiotics. Yes. Now, I'll pay an extra dollar or two because I understand that. But I watch people go in who are probably health conscious. Mm-hmm. And they're buying chicken, beef, all kind of stuff, and they're not even concerned if it has antibiotics in it. Because uh-uh. I think in their mind, and most people people's minds are thinking antibiotics is a friend. I take it when I get sick, and it helps me. And it made me think about when I was looking back into this history about C. diff and thinking back when I took microbiology, and is, I loved that class. I think I might have told you. Did I tell you that story when I my first day micro? You know, one of the things that we do is, you, you know, we had a, we had a lab with that class and the the teacher passed around the auger dish so it's like a plastic petri yes, dish I yeah i remember that and so she just she did it more like a show and tell she had everybody touch it it's like oh this is what you're going to be working with this semester but she unknowingly to us the class she put it in an incubator <laughs> and grew it for like four days to see what she could isolate off of all the germs of the people touching it oh man and we found she found some e coli like so someone didn't wash their hands after using the restroom or many people didn't, but she found all kinds of nasty stuff. And um, what was so interesting, though, now full circle, and I'm looking at this, and I know more about microbiome, and you know, and maybe it's just a, I don't know, I don't, I don't think it's a newer science, but how much more powerful that class would have been had we also talked about microbiome and it's it's that that interplay of treating well that was how many 20 something years ago yeah it wasn't that long that's getting out was it was (laughs) i'm just saying like we're at a place now where there still most people have no idea yeah i mean i was introduced to microbiome about nine ten years ago Mm -hmm. introduced to it Mm -hmm. and then for like four or five years i would every time i would see it i read a little bit about it yeah then the last three and a half years Mm -hmm. you've heard me talk more and more about it and i just go 
I, I need to really understand this so we can help mm-hmm. more people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I just happened to meet Dr. Sabine maybe yeah. two years ago, had an, I was at a party, had an amazing conversation with her. I bet. And um, then I just been on a mission to, mm-hmm. to learn it. And now I'm with CDIV, and thank you for sharing all of yeah. that because, hey, wash your hands, people. Right. Yeah, and there's some other things that they, ta- they talk about how to help prevent just – you know, having just disrupting your microbiome is one is if let's say you do get prescribed antibiotics is to take it per the, the doctors or the, the, you know, how the, the prescriptions written, um, you know, sometimes you hear people who try to self-diagnose and kind of do things their own way or halfway take their antibiotics or whatever it may be. You know, the thing is just, if you have to take it, they say, take it as directed and limit it. If you can, if you don't have to limit that type of use for sure. Um, Definitely good hygiene. Um, definitely if you've had, if you've ever had any kind of incidents where you've had, it's called uh, antibiotic, um, like induced diarrhea type thing, or mm-hmm. that if you've had that in the past to let your, you know, your healthcare provider know, cause it maybe there's some, something that's kind of stewing in there right. uh, that you need to be aware of so that they know if they need to, uh, you know, help you with anything, prescribe you with anything that they're aware that maybe there's some an issue there. And you think about the fact that could you have some C. diff or, or maybe some, I don't know, sensitivity or. Hey, I guess what we've learned with COVID is <laughs> Michael Jackson years ago, who was known for wearing his mask. Mm-hmm. We get it. We laughed mm-hmm. at one point and now it's all caught up. He was ahead of, of his he was, time. right? He had a glove on too. Or That's at least right. one. He had one. <laughs> and then who was the gentleman? Um, I think he's on uh, America's Got Talent. Um, very Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. Oh, yeah, he's like a germaphobe. You're right. Well, not anymore. Right. I mean, he was fist bumping. He was wearing gloves, mm-hmm. all of that. And so it's all caught up. Yeah. So, you know. You feel nothing, the animals. I mean, I believe I'm going to wear a mask here and there, depending yeah. on if I went to a baseball game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, you know, let's say two years from now, I may still be wearing a mask. Right. I'm definitely, you know. I mean, I've always washed my hands, but I am very mindful of it. Heck yeah. (laughs) And I would be willing to bet that a lot of young kids that are growing up right now um, aren't washing their hands the way we were taught to wash our hands. I bet there's a breakdown somewhere in there where younger people today Mm -hmm. aren't as uh, conditioned, if you will, Mm -hmm. to put washing my hands, washing my face before I go to bed, brushing my teeth. I mean, I, mm-hmm. who knows? Some of that could be broken down as far as how parents, younger parents are teaching the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I guess it depends on how young too. Cause my son, he's young, but he's 16. So he, and he's fully aware of the things that are going on and he's definitely a lot more, I think hygienically responsible. If that is that a word, I don't know. Than I was at that age. Okay, well, for sure. there you go. Well, but no, he's I mean, sixteen, you know. And like I it, see it with my kids, so maybe they're healthier than we are. We yeah, were. They're like. Know? I know during the pandemic they all picked up some stuff. That's so. for sure. All right, so we're gonna segue. Okay. And I want to have some fun. Okay. Um, I said that I was gonna bring up some <laughs> gossip stuff, and I want to bring this up because. <clears throat> You and I both know, because it's part of the work that we do, that when you coach a person, it's not just nutrition. It's not just fitness. It's coaching their lifestyle. And lifestyle literally means all ways of living for that person. Mm -hmm. So their work plays a role into their lifestyle. Their better half or spouse or boyfriend, lover, 
yeah. yada yada. The kids, obviously, <laughs> kids can create some major stress. Parents yes. can create some stress. So there's a lot, <clears throat> and I do believe that we're in this culture right now. Uh, I call it pop culture, mm-hmm. where I'm very interested, and so I follow some gossip sites. I have a couple. I call them gossip because I feel like <laughs> it takes my mind away from work. Yeah. Uh, Unwind with Tasha Kay is yes. my favorite. Uh-huh. I think she's very, very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope one day to, to meet her in person. She is entertaining. That is she is sure. very entertaining. Uh-huh. And, you know, she's she's like a real journalist. And I'm I'm a journalist. I have a journalistic background. I, I've done it for years. Yeah. And there's not a lot of them anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you remove being biased and you just look at it for what it is and report <laughs> on it for what it is. Yeah. So all that being said, I was sitting down and I was watching her and I was watching another show. And there's uh, this lady. Um, she used to be really good friends with the Kardashians. Uh-huh. Um, and she had she was on a show. I think it was uh, Housewives, maybe of Miami. Oh, OK. And we actually looked at possibly reaching out to her at one point and doing work with her because she's a mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a, somewhat of a celebrity status. Right. She's in her 40s, so she, I think she's 46 at this very moment. Mm-hmm. Four kids. Wow. Married to, you know, or formerly married to Scottie Pippen. And I was like, this is a lady who would be great, great yeah. role model for a lot of people. She takes care of herself. She mm-hmm. looks, uh, she's attractive. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a family. It seems like God's a part of it. Mm-hmm. Looks great on the outside. Right, right. But this is what. Uh oh, like what's going on? So now? let me just say this is all allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. I know more about her prior husband than I know about her. Okay. I'm a basketball fan, but. Well, I don't know if she was married or not, or if she's still married. Okay. I've, I've heard she's still married on paper. On paper. But at one point, she had an affair with uh, this rapper named Future. Oh. And from what I know about Future, a little bit. I believe he has six kids by six different baby mamas. I've heard along like a story along those lines. Yeah, yeah. and I've heard nothing positive about him as a, um, a citizen. Okay. Who you know? I mean, maybe he's a good rapper. I mean, I don't know. Right. Um, but anyone who's just popping out kids <laughs> like that with all kind of women, there's a lack of responsibility somewhere. Okay. Okay. But you got the bling bling, you got all the people looking up to you, yeah. and there's a lot of people driving for that life, right? For sure. So from what I understand or heard, okay. allegedly, <laughs> uh, she had an affair with Future, and then that put Scotty in a position to oh. say, I want a divorce. Oh. Which they ended up working it out, didn't get a divorce. Okay. So then Larsa was with this guy named Tristan Thompson. You ever heard that name? I have. So Tristan Thompson. Yes. Um was messing around with Larsa. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Larsa Pippen. Yeah. And um, she ended up taking him to a Kardashian party. Mm-hmm. And as a result, he met Chloe. Yes. And now today, Chloe and... They have a daughter. They're together. Yeah, I, I think they're together. Yeah. I think they're back together. They're together. Okay. Yeah, they broke some, you know, whatever. Okay. Right? So Larsa's not with him anymore. Right. And she used to be good friends with the Kardashians, but they decided there's too much drama around Larsa. Okay. And if you follow Kim Kardashian at all, Mm -hmm. she is not the same person she was 15 plus years ago. No. She seems, you know, she's going after a law degree. She's, you know, opening up doors, helping people who Mm -hmm. were going to 
be executed, die. She's getting them. She's she's doing some real positive things, right? Uh, Yes, absolutely. Um, She seems to be being a mom. And so my thoughts was like, I could see them not wanting any kind of drama. And they're all trying to have a family unit. Mm -hmm. And this world is crazy anyway. They're trying to use their platform for good as much as possible. So so Larsa's out of of the picture (laughs) with the Kardashians. So then I hear she starts messing around with this guy named Eric Moreland. And Eric Who's Moreland, that? he's a pro basketball player. So it's obvious okay. now that she likes basketball players. <laughs> and this is all allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but Eric, I think 27 years of age. And oh. I'm not hating. So let's say she's 44, 40. Yeah. A little younger. The tad. But, you know, that's her thing. So the fling goes for a moment. Okay. And then it's over. Allegedly. Allegedly. But this is what got my attention. Uh-oh. <clears throat> and this is why... I'm bringing it up on this show. I want to hear this. Well, very recently, Larsa was seen in an airport walking with this basketball player named Malik Beasley. Malik is married, um, has a young child, and from what I understand, was supposed to be home for his birthday, but ends up, you know, getting caught at the airport, walking hand-in-hand with Larsa. Oh. 24-year-old basketball player. Uh-oh. Um, recently had some, some troubles with the law, uh, up against some potential charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman that he's married to, uh, he got into a, um, a fight with some football player like a little over a year ago who he felt was trying to hit on his lady. Oh, okay. Who he's now married to. Oh, Lord. And there was some break fight that took place. And now this guy who's a new dad, uh-huh. he's got a wife. The wife goes on Twitter Uh-oh. and or Instagram or somewhere, and she goes, this is all new to me. <gasps> Had no idea. Oh, so she's hearing all about this on social media. Yeah. She, oh she's like, God. she thinks her husband maybe is somewhere other than where he is with this other woman. Oh, no. So then it's just out there, and they're calling Larsa home wrecker. Uh, her son... Uh, Larsa's son, Scotty Pippen Jr., uh, goes on Instagram or Twitter. I read it, and it was really sad, but he basically said, look, I got to take care of my life. And um, and then you can see him liking where people were saying she was clout chasing. So imagine. His mom was? that his, He's yeah. liking what his, oh, wow. Well, because yeah, it doesn't look good. Yeah. And we don't know all the details. Okay. But we can, you can see a pathology here. Of Larsa, who's got four kids, mm-hmm. one's 20 years old. She's now in photos with a 24-year-old. <laughs> Those guys will probably be playing in a game together oh, at one point or another. And imagine what the 20-year-old is going through with the comments from other ah. team players, people on social media, and seeing his mom being talked about oh. the way she's being talked about. People are mean. Now, <laughs> I don't think this is a healthy Mm-hmm. And my main point is that Larsa looks amazing on the outside, mm-hmm. but I see a woman broken on the inside. And I bet, yes, on the inside. Mm. So to reverse engineer all of that, when you just hear it like that, and of course we don't know all the details, right? But let's say you're 46. I'm kind of. I'm 27. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, and imagine your son is 20. Like. And 
Do you see yourself dating a 24-year-old? Hell no. Like, hell no. I couldn't say that emphatically enough. It just would not But why? Because men have been doing it for years, right? You get the 46-year-old guy. You got the 23-year-old girlfriend. I'm just in a different, like, altitude at 47. You know, it just, I just, like, my mind is in a completely different place than I would be with a 20-year-old. Like, what am I going to do with it? Well, I mean, okay. Intellectually, what am I going to do? <laughs> Intellectually, what am I going to do with a twenty-year-old? Like, it's like another child. I don't want another child. I would want a companion. You know, I don't want another child. It just, I can't even, I can't even fathom that. That's just so. Ugh. So when you just look at, and of course, who knows? She could be friends with them, and they just happen to be holding hands. Right. Yeah. You know, who knows? Let's give them the benefit yeah. of the doubt. But how do you think her kids are feeling about? how they're seeing their mom portrayed in the media. Oh, I would imagine it's gut-wrenching. It's their mom. You know, to see their mom, even though maybe, like, allegedly, it's not the best maybe decision-making for how that's going to impact her kids. But um, I would imagine... Do you think just, she's thinking about the kids? Um, I don't, I mean, if, if you let it go that far and you're out in public knowing you're, you have some level of celebrity status and it's very likely that you can be caught in pictures, that your kids can see that, my answer would be no. If Larsa was my client, mm-hmm. and I would coach her, mm-hmm. I really wouldn't care what she does. Right. Right? Of course. However, I noticed she's got three sons mm-hmm. and her youngest is a daughter. In the world that we live in right now, because mm-hmm. I even think about this based on what I post on Instagram or Facebook. You know, my 13-year-old sees my post on Instagram. She right. she always likes it. Mm-hmm. And oh. the things that I probably would have posted before they were born, I wouldn't post. You're, you're so you're more mindful of it. Yeah, I'm because I'm thinking about them. Yeah. And then I think about legacy mm-hmm. and I see how the Internet works. Right. So one of my dear friends is a pro boxer. Right. Um, done a lot of movies, very famous. Mm-hmm. And he was accused of rape. Mm-hmm. Now, he was not convicted of rape. He was accused of rape. And mm-hmm. so he had to go in and meet with the district attorney. And right. they were looking at, you know, possibly having a trial date. Well, if I go Google his name, that's the only thing that comes up. I was going to say, it probably is the first thing that comes oh, up. So you got to dig really deep wow. to find the, the, the reality of him donating toys to kids, um, paying for Thanksgiving for all types of families. Right. All these positives that he's done, the movies, none of that pops up. And so I did the little test with Larsa. And I went and I Googled. And what happened? And nothing but her sleeping with this guy, sleeping with that guy, um, homewrecker. That's all you see. Mm-hmm. So fast forward 10 years from now, that she could become a nun. But guess what's going to still pop up? That same stuff. That same stuff. And I guess like you said, it's alleged, right? Maybe, maybe it, like you said, they're just friends. Who knows, right? And uh, how, how sad, how sad that is so, to that, that it gets stuck with you. Oh, like stuck with years you. years and years and years. And so and then go down to the younger kids who are teenagers and look mm-hmm. at the daughter who's going to go to school. Think about all the little boys, the little comments they're going to make oh, to her. Horrible. I'm like sure forever. Horrible. And all the little boys that are trying to DM um, Larsa. Exactly. Because of how she's portrayed. Right. I'm going to talk to your mom. Right. Yeah. 
it's it's mind blowing. And so then I go, okay, you watch like TikTok, mm-hmm. and like on the last show that we did, I shared how simple it is or easy it is for the average young woman, most of the time it's women, mm-hmm. to begin a life of lower self esteem mm-hmm. and being over like being trapped and wanting to be something that they're not just because of what they see right so when the daddy looks at them and says "Hmm, are you gaining a little bit of weight (laughs) then that sets her up to diet for the rest of her life right so larsa Mm -hmm. who's a mom going through all of this Mm -hmm. it makes me wonder what is her daughter like when she looks in the mirror if she doesn't look like her mom or look better oh right uh, what's her body image is going to, I mean, it sets her up for all kind of challenges. Oh, for sure. You know, because you'll have some people who, and, and I, and this happened a lot when I would work with women who have been molested or have been raped, yeah. they will go the extra mile to look as, look as, as bad as they can look oh. thinking that if I gain weight or if I don't wear makeup or if I dress down, then I'm like, less likely to get attention. Right. Exactly. So you have the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Same as what I was saying that you have someone like Larsa who has this pathology of going from one young boy to the next young boy mm-hmm. with like almost like no concern how my kids or my ex or anyone else sees it. I'm living my life. Right. She's living her best life. Yeah. And and I see how some people can feel like, hey, I don't care what people think. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm getting mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure out what to do with the 20-year-old, right? She's going to figure right. it out. Like, yeah, I'm getting mine. Yeah. We're going to make this happen. <laughs> and so, okay, so and that's looking at, like, celebrities at a really high level. Yeah. Where, and when I say high level, not better than anyone, but way more people are aware of what you're doing. The yeah, the visibility, your visibility. Because that same dirt is taking place with people who have no money and have no visibility. Right. Of course. They're doing it like, yeah, it's a good thing nobody knows who I am. So, so, so if you could talk to someone like Larsa, oh, uh-huh. like, what would you like, like, what's your perception based on everything that I've shared with you as far as, and that's just what we know of. I didn't dig deep. Right. What do you, what would you mean? What would be my, what would I tell her about what though? What do you mean? About life. Like, I mean, you, I mean, you're a life coach at the same time as you help people lose weight and mm-hmm. improve their life. Yeah. If she was your friend and you got to spend some time with her. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I actually, you? I have a good example. I actually, um, I won't say her name, but I had a friend who, um, some of the choices, she's, she's a grown woman, right? And we we're dear friends. And some of her choices and, and that she was making, I basically told her this. I said, look, I know you're a grown woman. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. Um, but some of those choices that you're making are, are impacting your child. And I won't even specify a girl or boy, so it won't be obvious who it is. But your choices are impacting your child. And, and people around you can see that. I'm just asking that you consider, you know, if you, if you don't want to necessarily change that behavior, do it may, to all together, maybe, you know, filter it or keep your child out of it as much as possible if you can. Just be, just be mindful You shared that. that because you care about her. Because I cared about her and I wasn't judging her. I even explained, I said, look, I know this, I'm not perfect. I'm not preaching to you and I have my own, shit that I deal with too but when I see it as a mom from a mom's perspective as a friend's perspective I felt it was my responsibility as a true friend to be honest with her to her face 
as opposed to where sometimes you hear people that talk about you in the backside mm-hmm. and you're like, look, if you were my friend, why don't you tell me, you know? Um, and then she, as an adult, could choose what, whatever the hell she wants. And I would still be her friend whether she took my advice or not. So the same, I guess, with, I guess you said with Larsa, if, I, if she wanted my opinion or asked for my opinion, that's probably what I would tell her. But if I chose to be her friend or anybody's friend, you know, I would still be their friend. I just wouldn't agree with what they're what they're doing. Yeah, that's so tough when you think about mm-hmm. it, because let's say you're lonely mm-hmm. and you 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 want a relationship, but yeah. you're attracted to men half your age. Yeah, she may not be attracted to that big exactly. belly, gray haired guy. Right. And that, and <laughs> so that's what I mean. So we don't know like the the thought process behind it and so it's easy to judge on the outside and maybe even then if you understand what her thought process was maybe i still wouldn't agree with it but i'm not in no place to completely pass judgment you know right and judgment i mean there's no judgment Mm -hmm. but there's a pathology right so whenever you look at the paths that they have taken right you just look at the actions right then if you don't correct that right then guess who will fall into that pathology her daughter. Yeah. There's consequences for it. And I think that's what I was sharing with my friend was that there are consequences for what you're doing. Yes, you are a grown ass woman. Yes, you can live your best life. Right. But if those consequences are now impacting your child in the moment and then who knows what's going to do down the line, something I believe needs to be said. It was like I said, it was my responsibility as a friend to do that. So. Well, good for you. Yeah. And, and, and I do hope that Larsa and all that are in that entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> That's your favorite word now, huh? Well, it's uh, <laughs> because it's just when you look at some of these celebrities mm-hmm. um, who are they have these platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that. I mean, there's a challenge with with that much money, mm-hmm. that much attention. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. And I guess it goes with the quote. You know, for much is given, much is expected, to paraphrase. Yeah. Right? So you're given all this money, all these opportunities, and, you know, let's walk it out and, and be a demonstration of, of, of light mm-hmm. instead of a demonstration of yeah. how messed up this world is becoming um, because now everything that you do is, is out there. I was going to say, everything's scrutinized. You know, it's like I was, watching, I was watching a movie the other day. And in the movie, it was a little older movie, and I was going, there's no way that person can get away with that. And it was based on the fact that if you go into a grocery store yeah, Oops. and let's say something happens, uh-huh. we can find that video footage of you going into the grocery store. Oh, yeah. And you go get your, your gas pumped, <laughs> there's footage of you getting your gas pumped. Right. You know, there's people who, you know, like I watch some of those movies where people end up... <laughs> you know, one spouse gets mad. The other one, like someone gets killed. They think they got away with it. Like the neighbor's house. The neighbor's house picks it up. Or, yeah. So there's, it's, it's almost impossible oh, to yeah. uh, not be videotaped. You know, you're walking through the airport. Come on. Oh, yeah. So Larsa knows. Yeah. So she could be hurt so bad on the inside mm-hmm. that she does that. She's acting out because she's trying to get someone else upset. That's possibility. She's, she's wanting to make a statement, mm-hmm. uh, and and the poor guy who's twenty four, now he's he's probably going to get a divorce. Yeah, you have a young little baby now that is not going to grow up with the mom and dad in the household, mm-hmm. 
And it's like all that collateral damage. Yeah. And, and here he's off just doing what he's doing. And, you know, his wife, this guy, Malik, his wife is gorgeous. Mm. Right. So she's in her early 20s. Yeah. Um, beautiful lady on the outside. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, Larson must got something special. because the average woman who has four kids Mm -hmm. twice the age of the young woman who has one kid she's got something (laughs) i mean cardi b has a name she has a song yeah that's probably that that. (laughs) (laughs) so yep so again so larsa we are not beating up on you we're not adding to all (laughs) of the the headaches out there i don't know what the cry out is for Mm -hmm. but if she got with like a Dr. Phil or a Dr. Drew, mm-hmm. someone like that who's on the platform or yeah. even Iyala Van Zant, Oh, yeah. And she went on that show. Then Iyala would go right into the pathology and she'll call her on it. Mm-hmm. And that would be that's what I would recommend Larsa do. Mm-hmm. I mean, she likes the spotlight. She likes being on TV. She likes being a star. Mm-hmm. This is her time to shine. Then if you want to help other people, mm-hmm. help yourself on a public platform. Right. And then be real about it. And then as you improve your situation, you'll be helping other people see the light. Yeah. So they don't walk down your the road you walk down with mm-hmm. that pathology and they can stop it and change it and make life for the better. Right. Mm-hmm. Not just for you, Larsa, but mm-hmm. for your you still are a mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're an influencer. You know, and I get it. Yeah. I, I've heard. I remember Charles Barkley years ago. He was like, "You know what? I'm not here to be the role, raise your own kids. I'm not here to be a role model for anybody." <laughs> I can totally hear him saying that. Yeah, I mean, he's just keeping it real, right? And and I get that. Mm-hmm. But again, for much is given. Come on, yeah. You what gotta is- like. You gotta like be able to like you know demonstrate some good, give back, and make That's a difference. True. Yeah, you gotta be aware of that. That's for sure. So. To me, you know, I think it's good for us to bring in a little bit of pop culture and then talk so. about you're it. You're actually pretty good about keeping up with that. I used to think that I was good, and clearly I'm not, but I need a, I can step that up. Well, if I, the first time when I was married mm-hmm. and I got divorced, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget walking into my closet and looking at my clothes, and I said, <laughs> I will never let this happen again. What happened to your clothes? Well, I stopped living when I got married. Oh, so you had some old I had fashion the, stuff. The clothes they were in when I got married, those <laughs> were the clothes I was wearing. Well, how at many the end okay, of the marriage. So was a long time that went by though, or all right, let's say eight, nine, ten years. Oh, that's a long time. That's a long time. And so I was disconnected. Oh. You know, I was in the Keith Sweat and uh, Barry White <laughs> and things had changed and a guy named Donnell Wait you know, Donnell Jones had come You're about. Like, so the, yeah, the swag changed. The, everything changed. And uh, I said, I'm gonna I wanna always stay up to date. Yeah. And now with the internet and, and YouTube, um, mm-hmm. it can be fun just to like kind of be aware of the culture that's taking place. Right. Yeah. I and mean so, I definitely keep up with the I I think like the fashion stuff. I do keep up with that. But some of the other other, other things, it takes work to take to keep up with all that. It does. But yeah. fortunately now I have a 10 and a half year old and a 13 year old. Yeah. So they help out with some of the younger kids. Mm-hmm. And I watch some of the movies with them. So yeah. I see all the Disney stars as they're young. Yes. Which now, like the Bella Thorns of the world are now yeah. becoming adults. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I knew of her when she was yeah, I a young Disney too. star. Mm-hmm. So... You do have more pop culture. You're more aware than you realize. Yeah. 
I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, but your daughters definitely help you too. For they sure. help big time. Yeah. All right. Well, we talked about a lot today, Barbara. No, we talked a ton of stuff. Let's I'm, get people off metformin. If you want to get off metformin, mm-hmm. contact Barbara. Contact me. Uh, go to dietfreelife.com. We have coaches that can help mm-hmm. you. You want off of this drug. I don't care what anyone mm-hmm. says. And just for your own knowledge, the fitness people that are recommending it yeah. to help with weight loss, they're not saying 500 or 1,000 milligrams. They're recommending it's like really small oh, dosages, okay. like five milligrams. Mm, um, and they feel that the success is coming that way. But for us, we know that you don't have to. You don't have to do that. Do all that crazy stuff. Right. We have people eating great. Mm-hmm. The clients that we just talked about today, yeah. they're eating regular everyday food. They're eating carbs. Yeah. They're, and they're losing the weight. Absolutely. So. so so we I, always come from that place. Exactly. And I'm glad you brought, you know, we did talk about that because I've had, like you said, when you opened up several of my clients, you know, we've talked about it and, and I know that you've been wanting to do this and share this information for a long time. So I'm, I'm glad we've finally put it out there. So, awesome. and, and remember everybody, a side effect, it's an effect. <laughs> it's still, it's still an effect. You still have the derived. It's not like it's just over there. Now right. it, we, we could say possible effect because not everyone will get diarrhea. True. Not everyone will get stomach aches and headaches right. and but if vomiting. You it, if you get it, it's you. And you know. And so, <laughs> I mean, again, like when you look at metformin, if we know it does those three things, it interferes with what God designed to take place. Right, how to absorb or secrete or whatever. Anytime you're like changing, you're taking something that changes the natural course of how we're designed, mm-hmm. uh, something's wrong with that. Right. Unless it's something like, like we're going to talk about in our next show, you know, type 2 diabetes, type 1 diabetes, like insulin. Okay, I get that. Right. Your body doesn't produce right. insulin you in your type to, 1. You have to have it. Yeah, or, you, or you're going to die. Exactly. No one was living, right? Mm-hmm. So I get that. And yes, there could be side effects with insulin. I mean, there could be weight gain with insulin. Right. You know, which is one of the, the effects that we want because people were dying of not being malnourished and they were oh, yeah. too skinny then. You know, heart would stop, you know, Crazy. like anorexia. They were, they were dying as a result of, of that taking place with their body. Right. So, <clears throat> I don't know. Onward and upward. <laughs> so, as, as always, uh, Barbara, we always encourage people to get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. Stay healthy. So, until the next one, Woo. time to go. That's right. Bye.